We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side, so raise your glass. Raise it up. Adam Minahan here sitting with David Niles in studio. Juan on the buttons. We just surprised Juan with that intro. He was not aware of it. We set it up a little early. Got here early so that way he was not aware of it. And the, the look on his face whenever it hit, he thought he had done something wrong with yeah, the buttons. That, that was he, funny. He immediately looked over at me with wide eyes like, oh no. I hit, I'm hit. i pretty sure I, I pushed the right I, button. All I did was touch the right button. That's the right button. <laughs> uh, well, Dave. See. Oh, uh, oh, that was your phone. Okay. Okay, we're good. Um, we just got... I was just like, wow, we have like 10 comments on our Facebook video already, but it's all Margot Basso. <laughs> Who is now... <laughs> We are now her. I saw that. We're we're, uh, we're on the top two. We're at the top two. Michael Knowles, Catholic, Catholic Man, Man Show. So we are moving up in the world. What do you think about those lights behind us, Dave? We have captioning on our Facebook video. I added that. You're welcome. That is phenomenal. That is that is pretty sweet. What do you think about those lights behind I'm us? I'm gonna see if I can trick it. <laughs> Let's not do, Dave. See, listen, you you got to focus on on the conversation and not the video. I I'm slid a sheet, a sheet. Away. I slid upon the sheet. I slid. I sit. That was pretty good, actually. I'm gonna Dave. see what it does about that. Okay. Well, hey, the drink this this evening is uh, Talisker. We're gonna take a trip to the west side of Scotland. We haven't we yes. haven't had a, a Talisker whiskey in a while. Talisker's really known for more of the peppery uh, side of of Scotch. Okay. And uh, so this one is Talisker's Distillers Edition. It's matured in Amoroso cask wood. It's distilled distilled in. It did not 2000. get it. It was close. It had something about a sheet and sitting, but. Didn't, it didn't, didn't quite get it. it. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention because I was waiting for the Facebook video to I catch know. up. That's why I was, I was, I was filling Look, in. Look, you can't do two things at once. You can't like it. tell me, not tell me about stuff. Things that I, you know, like, I get it. I want to play with that. Okay, so Talisker Distillers Edition d- matured in uh, Amoroso cask wood. Okay, uh, two thousand. Maybe it'd be interesting if it's still peppery with the. Oloroso. It's, it's a, it should be, but it's Amoroso. It's not Amoroso. It's not, yeah, which is a little sweeter sherry than Oloroso. No kidding. Yes. Uh, so it's first uh, distilled in, or I'm sorry, barreled in ex bourbon barrels for okay. the okay. aged basically in that, and then finished off, topped off uh, in the Amoroso yeah. wood barrel. So this is the 2015. Like I said, Talisker is is known for more of their peppery. Yeah. And they're on the expe- west it's kind side. of expensive bottle, right? Is it is Talisker on the well, higher this one, side? Yeah, this one is. This one's I about mean, a, as a distiller, they're you know above sixty dollars. Yeah, this is about a, a ninety five dollar bottle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this this one specifically was so like maybe said, you know like you haven't decided what to do with all the money Trump gave you, and right. this could be it. This could be it. Or you it's could a send great it to investment. Us. Right. Bottled in uh, 2015, so it was distilled in 2005. It's a 10-year-old Talisker, which is their their intra-level uh, okay. whiskey anyway. Okay. Uh, and it's, oh, it's uh, ABV, it's 45.8. And okay. Talisker is typically 45.8, and almost all of theirs. 0.8, is that like a signature thing that they do, I wonder? I, it's not, I don't think it's a signature. I just think that's, that's where they found the sweet spot. and The pepper spot. So let's try it. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. And cheers. Cheers to Jesus. You know what I almost said? What? You bensium Yesu. But I didn't. didn't. I didn't say that because that would be nonsensical, as we all know. As we all know. As everybody knows. In Latin, that's nonsensical. Who would say that? (laughs) We found that out from a Benedictine monk (laughs) at Clear Creek after saying it for... We've been saying it for like months. A good good 20 episodes. Yeah. And then we're there at the camp out and... At the during the break, he looks over and he says, 
that doesn't mean anything. That is total nonsense. That's like saying, and I don't remember what he said, what his, but anyway, if you, this is just why you can't trust Google Translate. You just can't do it. And to this day, if you go in and put in cheers to Jesus and say, tell me how to say that in Latin, it will still say, "Iu bensium Yesu. It's like making, it thinks it can just make stuff up. I'm interested to see what you have to say about that. Okay. So, like I said, it's American, uh, it was aged in American bourbon casks after mm. its initial beauty rest. The whiskey, <laughs> it was double barreled or finished in a cask that was previously used to mature Amoroso So, sherry. do they put the barrel in another barrel? Is that what a double barrel is? No. It's like doubling it up? No. Amoroso sherry is a type of Oloroso sherry, but is generally sweetened with a blend of, of specific types of grapes. Uh, as a result, this is imbued mm. with an aroma of red fruits, berries, apricots, which leads a crisp, full body. Initially, the whiskey ha- was sweet, fruity flavors, along with touches of sea salt, peat, and vanilla that ultimately fade into a lingering, vanilla, elegant... vanilla. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um... Ultimately leading into a, a elegant finish. This is really good. It's very smooth. That is nice. It is it is a very smooth whiskey. Yeah, and it does still have the pepper. It's still and there. And a little peat. Yeah, and uh but it, it is still sweet. It's like it's the pepper, it's the sweet heat. It's sweet heat. Right there. Now Talisker was it uh is made by the sea is is mm-hmm. kind of their Yeah. Are they an Isla? I don't remember. Uh, they're from. They're out of. They're uh, not. Sky, right? They're Sky Island. Is is. But they're the oldest uh, distillery in Sky Island. There's only a couple. So, uh, it started in 1830. Got, they, they, <laughs> I'm the oldest distillery at my house. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, started in 1830. A guy rented a rented a house and then started distilling whiskey. And, 1830. Mm-hmm. So I would. I wonder what the oldest running distillery is. Oh, we said such, it before. That's such we've, a complicated claim because right. there are distilleries that were around that shut down for hundreds of years and then was resurrected. That were reopened, right. you know, and it's like, what does it mean that you reopened it? Does that mean like you, the, the, the stills, mm-hmm. you're using the same stills? I doubt it. Mm-hmm. It's probably, look, we bought the property, leveled the old place and built a sweet new fat, like yeah. a sweet plant. It's built on the same rocks. Yes. As the old one. Yeah. Yeah, basically. It's great. same foundation. Yeah, but you know, the whiskey game is everybody's trying to make the the biggest claim to tradition as they can, you right. know. Which is one of the reasons why I like scotch. Yeah. Yeah, because there is there, tradition there's to a be lot claimed. of tradition. Yeah. Now, some of it is a lot of it is uh, over-exaggerated and like some of it's fabricated. Right. But there is still the thing is that there's just a lot. Yeah. There's a lot going on, yeah. Do you have a story today? Did you Ooh, think of one? Uh, I did think of one. What was I going to tell? I might have to tell it after the after the next segment. You should tell you should tell uh, your your dad's famous piano dunta 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 song. Oh, story. you know what I was going to tell? I was going to tell the story about how you won every basketball game we've ever. That's played. the one you're going to take. You're going to you're going to say that one. Yeah, I'm going to start off with that one. Wow. Okay. Go ahead. Why not? No, go ahead. So you know, growing up, we were always in small faith group, and. It was, you know, there's like five families that we'd, we'd get together once a month. Once a month. Um, we'd have like a short kids religion section. session. Yeah. Um, and then we got to eat. And then the, we'd, we'd eat brownies and, and Rice Krispie treats and, and then go play. And go play. And while, they, while the parents did a like adult Bible yeah, session. Yeah, and we would rotate whose house it was at. When it was at my house, we'd play basketball. Right. Because you had a sweet basketball we goal. Had a, we have a really nice basketball goal at my parents' house. Right. And, you know... Um, the, the actual record of the score was unknown, you know, you played so many games, nobody cared. Right. Yeah. But I feel like I was, you know, probably winning most of them. Really? And I'm sure (laughs) that's how you really, (laughs) anyway, one day at the very end, Adam goes like to the end of the driveway, which it's not really the end of the driveway because the driveway is really long, ridiculously long. Anyway, he goes, if I make this shot from right here, I win this game, every game we've ever played, and every game we ever will play, no matter what the real score is, I win. And I just remember that you were so far away, I just went, 
sure, dude. Okay, whatever. And I watched you launch this this ball into the air. And of course, you know, I'm watching it like in slow motion. My head isn't moving, just my eyes following this ball. And I'm standing right under the goal and watching it get closer and closer, just like waiting for it to miss. And then it just goes right in. <laughs> Swoosh! Nothing but net. What? <laughs> You've got to be kidding me! And then for years, and years and years, and th- there's a there's a part two to this story um, yes. that will have to be told another time. But it didn't matter. For, I held I held that over your head for forever, probably ten years. Yeah, our entire childhood. Yes, and so every time, we, and I would always flaunt it like yeah. we'd be out in the hey, middle. Hey, you want to play basketball? Yeah. <laughs> Bet you I can win. Yeah. <laughs> Or like we'd be in front of like all of our all of our parents and it'd be like, hey, Dave, who won today's basketball game? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. And obviously he'd always have to say me. Yeah. Because that was the rules. That was the rules. We agreed. Mm -hmm. That's that's like you just don't don't ever agree to something like if if there's no if you're not getting, you know, like if you have no odds in it, if there's no. Mm -hmm upside for you don't don't do it it's like kevin from the office like if anyone gives you ten thousand to one odds you take you it. take it right but you didn't have any upside there was no there was no one however me being the virtuous man that i am i did give you the opportunity well, that's because you did the same thing to me that i did to you you went okay whatever <laughs> fuck yeah if you can do that i gave you redemption is yeah, what i did there'll be a so that i have to tell that one next time all right we'll be right back Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. This is David Niles here with Adam Minahan and Juan Posada. This just in, people. Margot Basso does not like the new intro. Hmm. I don't know why. She probably thinks you're a terrible singer. It's probably it's probably a personal dig. She probably just doesn't like you. Yeah, and that's prob- that's probably what it is. You know what? I think that's probably it. I've suspic I've suspicioned I've, this yeah, for a long time. For a while. A while. I know. Anyway. So, the man gear for today. Oh, we're jumping right into it. Okay, yeah, let's yeah, do it. Do, well, do you have something else you no, want to no, talk about? No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah. Because, Adam, if you do, I mean, I don't want to... No, no, no. I don't... After the episode, I don't want you to, you know, have any hurt feelings. Okay. 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 Man gear for today is the razor blade knife. And I call it that. Because I don't know what else to really call it. I don't know if there is a official word like for what this... exacto knife? Yeah, but to me, an exacto knife is like a art tool, you know, that has right. like a long, like a pencil handle. Right. So I'm talking about like this. It's a knife that you just get these razor blades that you put in. Mm-hmm. That they come out. You know, saying like this, okay? This is a very, very important tool if you're working on a project, especially like, um, and I think that they're more more handy when you're in project working mode. Okay, so if you're just day to day, you know, like I'm a I'm a man. Of course, I'm going to carry a pocket knife. Naturally, this isn't the knife that I would recommend you carry. Just no out no. But if so, like I'm remodeling my bathroom right now. I keep one of these on me all the time. Okay, because the nice thing about them is that they have these razor blades that you just pop in and out. And razor blades are very, very, very cheap. You can get, I got a pack of 100 for like five bucks. Nice. And they come in like a dispenser. Mm-hmm. It's pretty sweet, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason that I think that these are important, as opposed to just like another knife, because I have my other pocket knives, I uh, when I got an, a knife sharpening kit, I basically did nothing for three days except sit down on the couch and sharpen knives. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like... I watched, yeah. I, I, remember, I remember like walking in every time and you were you were sharpening knives. I remember getting on my way home from work going like, oh, man, I'm going to sharpen some knives tonight. Again. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to sharpen knives. I was literally going around 
like trying all, to all find the, all the kitchen knives yeah. are like these you know, knives are ridiculous yeah. whoa <laughs> i think i cut your plate yeah yeah you're welcome anyway so the difference is that this knife you can abuse you can just because there are sometimes you have to cut something you don't want to use a good knife because when you cut this mm-hmm. it's gonna dude it's gonna be terrible for the blade right but all the same it has to be cut you know what i mean so these are just the the workhorse knives that you can use up mm-hmm. you know and that's fine it's fine it's fine to use them to like pry stuff if you need to or just i like these better than the click 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 yes knives i agree uh yeah they have the some that have the thumb handle that you just and you just constantly break off the tip you mm-hmm. know um i don't have one of those so i do and they're not they're not fun i yeah i, I remember my dad having one growing up mm-hmm. and so I, and i remember him using it to me that's more of a box cutter yeah than it is like a you an actual utility knife okay i feel like there's more application for this especially since it like this one I have right here um, is a Sheffield, Sheffield, um, sorry, <laughs> Sheffield knife. And it's like here, it's just like yeah. sturdy. Mm-hmm. It locks. Heavy. Yeah, it's heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just really, really like it. So my uh, roommate Dylan gave this to me in college. Nice. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's just really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, when you're in project mode, this is this is really what you want to have. You don't 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 carry your good pocket knife, you know, like for remodeling your bathroom or for, you know, if you're opening doing, up cardboard boxes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I use really this for the most. Right. Because we get all this stuff from Amazon and you you end up with just boxes everywhere. And mm-hmm. I know like some people live in fancy parts of the world where you can put your boxes on the curb and they'll get recycled for you. But, you know, we don't live in fancy land here in Broken Arrow, okay? We're about to. Are we? Yeah, we're about to start recycling. Really? Mm-hmm. See, because here, you, you mean, our whole life, you had to put it in your car right. and but take it. No, no, no. They're, they're going to be picking up soon. Also, you used to get paid for cans. Do you still get paid for cans? I think so. I don't know. I don't I don't know anybody who's... Get, I mean, they just put them in the bin with everything else. Mm-hmm. I remember my mom collect like saving all the cans. We had a can crusher. Oh yeah, in our garage. My grandma had one of those. So we'd go crush cans so that you know those you could awesome. That's another save them, gear. save them for a long time, <laughs> and then take them in. Yeah, you know. And I remember we'd get like five bucks, ten bucks, or something. I mean, it was never very much, but yeah, it was something. It gave you a reason to recycle, right? You know. Hey, we have a another th- interesting thing that's happening this week. Are we allowed to say it? Oh well, I've already kind of spilled the spilled the beans okay. on that. Okay. Uh, we're recording it, and uh, we're going to be on somebody else's show. Yes. this week. Yeah, tomorrow we're going to record it. I don't. I don't I, is it going to be live? I don't know that it's live. No, I don't think it will be. No, but we're going to be on Patrick Coffin's show. Yep. Uh, next, well, we're going to record it tomorrow. I don't know when it's going to come out. We're talking about friendship. Yeah, it might never come out. It may never come no. out. It's so funny, dude. The we're, first time we were on the, his show, it was we oh. like you and I. In fact, we even sent him an email that was like, "Look, bro, I'm don't, really, don't air that." Uh, I'm like, really sorry, was, dude. I'm sorry. You do not have to air that show. That was just not very. We did good. so bad. Yeah, I remember. I I remember finishing because we had just started the Catholic Man Show. We we're maybe fifty, we're maybe fifty episodes in or something like that. I don't know. Patrick Coffin just got started his own show. He asked us to be on his show. It was like our first time that we were on somebody else's show. Yeah, with the big kind of a big deal. Right. And I was very nervous. I remember being very nervous. Yeah. Beforehand. Um, I was worried that I was going to say something really dumb, which I've gotten over that. I say dumb right. things all the yeah. time. You uh, have to embrace the embrace, dumbness. Embrace the yeah. dumbness, yeah. And like D-U-M-M. Right, dumb. Dumb. Mm, yeah. Mm. Uh, and I remember afterwards, I looked over at Dave and I go, Dave, I think I think that was terrible. I think that was absolutely terrible. And I, 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 I like waited a week and it didn't get posted. You know, he had like, he had... Uh, he doesn't do it like us. He had like a whole can of different interviews right. with the people. So he was he was going through all these other ones and like he's much more professional than we are. Right. Well, I it's mean, his job. Yeah. Uh, you know. So he had like one that, that that came out next week. I was like, okay, here it comes. Embrace it. Didn't come out next week. It didn't come out. And I'm like, I sent him an email. I was like, 
Hey man, it's because don't it's, don't feel obligated to air it. Like maybe yeah. I didn't do like maybe we didn't do well. We did, yeah. He ended up saying that wasn't true, so and he aired it at least. Yeah. So anyway, we're gonna have another shot at it um, of saying dumb things on the Patrick Hoffman show. I cannot wait to say dumb things on his show. Like this is gonna be great. Yeah, it could be our last time to be on. This is like I'm really looking forward to it this time. Like, You're really looking. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was nervous about saying dumb things on a show the first time. Now I can't wait. Now yes. I can't wait to say dumb things. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it tomorrow when we're recording, and I'm gonna be like, ah, I said this on your show, <laughs> not my show. In fact, that's how I felt earlier this week when we were on um, that show in uh, Louisiana. Uh, well, I forget what they call their show because it's kind of new. They started that morning show. Oh, uh, Adam Conk's show? Yeah. I forget what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I remember saying things like, I said this on your show. <laughs> I would I would never have said that on my own show. <laughs> but that, that'll be fun. That'll be fun tomorrow. We're going to talk about friendship, talk about uh, authentic friendship. Okay, yeah, We've yeah. We've given uh, several talks on, on, on authentic friendship. Um, we had one at, at the Courage Conference last year, which was a lot of fun. We've had... We've given this talk at several parishes, so it should be a good time. I, I'm not sure what angle he's going to take outside of, um, you know, the importance of authentic friendship. Yeah. But that's that's the thing about Patrick Coffin. You don't you don't know no. exactly where he's going to take the show. So your mom just said on Facebook that she likes the new lights. Oh, good. I've thanks. been talking to her about them. Thanks, mom. Yeah, thanks, mom. I appreciate it. I've been asking before before I bought these. I, I gave her the because she's really good at interior she's, decorating. Yeah, she's got she a has, good eye. She's got a good eye. And mm-hmm. I said, "Mom, this is what I'm planning on doing." And most of the time, when I tell her, like, I'm planning on doing this, when it comes to decorations, she's very gently, lovingly trying to steer me in a different direction. Well, you know, her her Mo- decorating touch is more feminine, naturally, and just better. And, and it's like. And oh bet. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no and doubt. Much I mean, there's a reason me. you're not on the decorating committee for the fundraiser that we have every year. You and know? she is. Yeah, and that she is. Right. right. Um, but I, I use antlers in all of my decorating. <laughs> right. Uh, and I don't even think we need tablecloths, but right. <laughs> but <laughs> tablecloths are overrated. Yeah. Uh, but I, I told her about. <laughs> it's so funny that <laughs> that's what we thought. Uh, I told her about this, and I was kind of embracing her, saying like, "Ugh." Probably shouldn't do that, but she was like, "That that sounds lovely. That sounds really good." And yeah. I was like, "Yes, mm-hmm. mom approval." Ru- rustic modern is that what that is? Yeah, rustic modern. <laughs> I made that up. Rest- retro modern. Yeah, is that what it is? No, is it, well, there is. That, a, there's like a 1950s like retro something modern. And and it's like it's like welcome the big, to the, uh, it's the big Catholic thing. decorating show. It's the big. That's what people are really going for. A lot of people. Okay. A lot of people. What are we talking about today? We're gonna be talking about trust today people god everything yeah yeah because there's a lot of a lot of aspects to trust um you know because it has a lot of overlap with faith but you can have faith and not trust in that you know what i'm saying like you can believe something Mm -hmm. without actually like really believing it there's a difference between mental mental assent and like yes like in your heart of hearts yeah i believe this yeah Operating your life around it, you know what I mean? So. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Well, when we get back, we're going to talk about trust. We're sipping on a little bit of Talisker Distillers Edition from 2015. Thank you to Juan on the buttons. Just got done talking about a exacto knife-ish. That was really good. We'll be right back. Said, Come and sit. Welcome back to the Catholic Command Show. Sitting here with David Niles in studio. We've got a giant wood beam behind us, hanging with lights suspended in the air. As wood beams go, I'm not sure that that one is giant. Well, on yeah, maybe it's not giant. Maybe maybe as being hyperbolic yes but it is a nice beam it's very it's a it's a very nice beam 90 year old yeah it's an old beam yeah so so i was just looking at the facebook uh i'm gonna have to word take your phone thing. away from you you when you said como se dice 
it, yeah. it thought you were giving the name of Commodious. Oh, nice. Commodious is Commodious. what it capitalized. Nice. I'm assuming. I'm gonna take your phone away so we can. You can't do that while we're while we're having a conversation. I'm gonna turn your internet off. Okay. Well, that would be <laughs> terrible for everybody. I can actually do that now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know that. Uh, so we're talking about trust. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking about trust. Um, and just like, I want to talk about how we can be conscious about making trustful, placing our trust in God, because it's something that you have to really choose to do. I mean, there are some moments in life, you know, you just think back, think back on your life. There are some pivotal moments that, that you will inevitably think of that will, that should come to mind just in any person's life where you realize that, wow, that was a moment where I really had to trust in God or trust in maybe even another person. Mm-hmm. Um, but where that act of trust, you know, really changed the direction of your whole life, maybe. And, you know, maybe it was for the good, maybe it's for the bad. Maybe you were putting your trust in a bad place, you know. Um, so, but before we do that, I want to talk about seven things. Um, this is from St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, trust, I love Aquinas. I'm a big fan of his. Trust of the good, and, you know, in this case, he means God, mm-hmm. um, consists in seven things. Okay. So I wanna, I'm going to tell them to you. Okay. And then we can talk about And them. I want your feedback. You know, like that. You're going to go all, all seven and then I give no, feedback? No, one at a time. Okay. Dang it. Go. I, I've not seen this, so we try. Number one, in the fear of God. Okay. So obviously, you know, yep. If you, that makes sense. Yep. If you got that. Number two, in prayer. Uh, trust in prayer, is that what you mean? Yep. Trust of the good consists in these seven things. So it consists in prayer. Fearing of God. Prayer, okay. Yeah, and he says, Thy servant hath found confidence to pray before thee. That's uh, from Chronicles, First Chronicles 17. Okay. Um, number three, in consecration of himself to God. Okay. So in... Of, of yourself to God? Yeah, in trusting. It consists in consecrating yourself to God. And I think that one is really important because, you know, like when we have to think about what it is that we're doing. You know, and in trusting yourself, you are, it's almost like you're, in trusting God, you're saying, I am giving myself to you. I am, I'm in your hands. Mm -hmm. You know, I am really trusting you. So that is an act of consecration. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's really good. Um, Number four, in bountiful almsgiving. Okay. And I guess, I mean, it says, he quotes uh, Tobit, alms shall be a great confidence before the most high God. Sometimes Thomas Aquinas will like, he'll say stuff kind of, and he's like, "Hey man, I'm just gonna trust you on that one. I don't. Yeah, I'm not really. Sure. I'm not really sure what you're getting at there, but like, that's okay. Yeah, I I feel that way a lot when I read when, re- when, when I read, I read you. your stuff. Right. You know, if I absorb ten percent of what you say, I'm doing really good. Yeah. Number five, uh, trusting in the good consists in keeping the divine law mm-hmm. from uh, provident. Um, providence. Don't separate yourself from God. Bow yeah. down thine ear and hear the words of the wise and apply thine heart unto my knowledge, for it is pleasant thing if thou keep them within thee. Thee shall thee, th- they shall w- withdraw be f- they shall withal be fitted in thy lips and thy trust may be in the Lord. Okay. What's the next one? Number six is in the blood of Christ. Trust of the good consists in the blood of Christ. That's what he says. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way. Not really sure what that means. Yeah, to be honest with you, that's from Hebrews. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't really know what he did, like partaking of the the yeah. body and blood. This of is Christ. all from a sermon that he gave. Okay, and he did not expound on this. Okay, this is just what he said. And then number seven in the day of judgment, trusting consists in the day. That's like Saint Paul, like. Yeah, and it's like I think that you're I've trusting been yourself. Saved. I'm, I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm in the process I of being saved, saved, and I'm I hope to be being saved. saved right. right? Yeah. So I think that. So here's the here's the toughest part with with me with with trust, especially okay. trusting with you know trusting in God is that intellectually, yes, I understand. I should trust in God. In fact, they say worry is a mild form of atheism. Like if you understand that. Uh, God is in complete control right. and that you are uni- unifying your will with God's that uh, he's going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. He takes care of the sparrows. Right. You know, so he's going to take care of it's you. It's a good argument. Um, yeah, it's a good argument. 
uh, it's hard. It's very hard. It's hard when things get hard, when mm-hmm. things get tough. Yeah. That's when it's like, uh, it's no, it's intellectually you understand it, but in your heart, it's not easy. That's mm-hmm. why I think, you know, Job is such a huge, huge, uh, hero for, for everybody. Yeah. Because what happened? Like he, his wealth went completely gone. He got all of his wealth gone. Mm-hmm. He lost seven sons, three daughters. Yeah. Uh, he lost his wife. He, he got sick. Yeah, and his whole family. His whole—I mean, everybody, everybody died. They all died. his friends abandoned him. Right, and he says, you know, hey, the Lord has given me all of this, and I don't, you know, I don't deserve any of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it has been a, a gift to me, bestowed upon me, and if it's taken away, then it's his, it's his will. Mm-hmm. See, that is the kind of trust I, I yearn to have. Sure, because. I don't have that right now. I say like, yeah, oh yeah, I definitely trust. I definitely trust God. And then uh, I don't know how to pay a bill, or uh, you know, work gets hard, mm-hmm. or my kids are screaming in the middle of you know the night, or whatever it is. Right. And I'm all of a sudden saying like, what about you know, God? What's going on? Where you know, are you? Like, in where this are you one? now? Yeah. yeah. And but Jesus has given us this, the prototypical man of if you want to know what it's like. Uh, carry the cross. Look at the cross. Look at the crucifix. Yeah, so a lot of it, I think, comes down to our expectations that we think trusting in the Lord and, you know, surrendering ourselves means that nothing bad will happen to me. Right. That's not Uh, what it means. Job is a prime example. Exactly. I mean, Jesus, he said, you know, take up your cross every day. Right. It wasn't just like, hey, take up your cross this one time. Which I understand that, but then whenever it happens to you, I know. Is, is in the it, moment, in the moment, it doesn't. I, I don't. I, mm-hmm. I struggle. Yeah, I, I struggle. But and, and again, I get what what happens. You get anxious. Mm-hmm. Your anxiety goes up. Your stress levels go up. Your yeah. temperament goes up. And again, uh, you know, like they've said, uh, I, I can't remember where I heard. I think I heard this at Crescio or Axe or something like that. But somebody said, you know, worry is a mild form of atheism. Right, because you're if you're worried about it in some way, not even a conscious way, mm-hmm. but maybe a subconscious way, and sometimes worry can be uh, just a learned response. You know, it's not something you're choosing to do. You know, mm-hmm. if you feel anxious about it, like you just can't help that. Right. There's certain dispositions, and that sometimes you have. sometimes sure. you just have to embrace that anxious feeling as a cross, as a cross, and you just say, "Hey, I feel this way, but I know that you, you know, you're going to take care of this." Right. That you know. Um, so, but ultimately, at some level, it's because you think he's not going to take care of it. Sure. I mean, that's that's my biggest concern, right? Yeah. Is that like, okay, I guess I got to burden all of this myself, and I'm I'm gonna like you're no you're nowhere to be found. God, right. why have you forsaken me? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, but that's just the beginning of the psalm verse that Christ quotes on, yeah. on the cross. Yeah. You know, and it's only to say that no, he's he's there for you. Mm-hmm. He he he. Uh, I, I can't remember the exact verse off the top of my head, but. Um, uh, he he support he's there for you. He's always there for you. Yeah. But that's the thing that I struggle with the most uh, w- when it comes to trusting in God. When things are going well, when things are sa- smooth sailing, when things are yeah, I feel like a real holy person. I'm like I got I got uh, you know I, look yeah look at I me. have uh, you know I haven't sinned big time and you know in a you know a long time I'm still it's going to hours. confess. It's been hours, hours, yeah. hours. Um, uh, you know I, I'm receiving the sacraments on a daily you know a regular basis. I'm you know my prayer life is going great. Mm-hmm. Man, I am trusting in the Lord. Yeah, look at me. Look how you know. I look am, at me go. Yeah, and then the moment something happens, uh, it, it is when I, I start doubting. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I have a feeling like I, I have this this uh, deep empathy for for Saint Thomas, uh, the the apostle, the apostle, because, okay, because yeah, I yeah, feel because yeah. I feel like that I would probably do the same thing. Sure. Um, you know. It defies all odds. Like even though he's told you this, like it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know why is he, why is this happening? You know, and all the so many times I've thought like, why am I suffering like this, or why am I struggling with the sin over and over yeah. and over again? And I should should I go back to confession again if I'm going to just commit the sin all over again? Right. You yeah. know, I'm just going to commit it again. Like, should I even go to confession? You know, it's because I'm not trusting. Mm-hmm. In the Lord's mercy, that He's just like He's sitting there with His arms as wide as they can possibly go, yep. waiting for me to run into Him yeah. and Him embrace, you know, Him embrace me. But I'm just sitting there doubting, saying like, I don't think, I don't think He wants me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think I have to do this on my own. So that's my that's my biggest struggle. So that's with a, trust. a good transition to the next thing, which I want to talk about is presumption. Mm. Okay, because okay, on the face of it, 
when we pres- when we have the sin of presumption, it does seem like, oh well, yeah, well, you're putting a lot of trust in God's mercy. That's what that's what you're doing. Sin boldly, as Martin Luther said. <laughs> right, and it's like you know what? He's gonna forgive me. Yeah. Um, and so, like, isn't that trust? Because, wow, he will forgive you, right? I mean, hmm. uh, so St. Thomas talks about this, and he says, no, actually, he won't. Uh, because in, in the sin of presumption, you are committing the sin against the Holy Spirit. You're blaspheming the Holy Spirit, actually, and this is the one unforgivable sin. If you persist in this uh, rejection of... Anyway, we'll talk more about this on the other side of the break, because... Okay. Yeah, because I, I also have another question about trust. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So, okay, cool. So, we'll be right back. Sitting here drinking a little bit of Talisker Distiller's Edition from 2015. Thank you to Juan on the buttons. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan, Juan Posada. We're talking about trust today. A lot of people out there with trust issues. Lots of kinds of different trust issues in the world. Sure. Um, when you have a broken father that you cannot trust, exactly. it's very hard to trust the heavenly father yeah. because there's no. The, that's the importance of fatherhood. I think that's what I. That's what I really think. I'm not a psych. I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Or anything like that, but I have a brain and I think about stuff, and it seems to me that uh, the lack of fatherhood is at the root of most of the trust issues that people have running around today. There's been a betrayal in your mm-hmm. life. You have been betrayed by someone. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't your dad, but someone who was supposed to be there for you that you needed to trust, that you had a natural need to trust this person, and they let you down. Yeah, so. Fatherhood, super important. You know, listen to our other episodes as well. Sure. So uh, we're talking about trust and presumption. Uh, just to recap what we said before the break, you know, the sin of presumption, maybe we should just say what that is. Sin of presumption is when you commit a sin knowing, like, well, God will forgive me for this. One thing that I used to do um, is like, oh, when I would commit a sin, I need to go to confession. I was like, well... I'll go this Sunday before Mass. And that's like four days. So I have four days to go on being a sinner. And being a heathen. Right. Uh, Because I'm going to go on Sunday. Mm -hmm. That is the sin of presumption, where you presume God's mercy. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, he will, if there's one thing you can trust in, it's God's mercy. Mm -hmm. Okay? Uh, Just read read St. Faustina's Diary. If if you wanna if you wanna come to know God's mercy and how just incredible it is, um, but that does it's not an excuse for sin. So that's why presumption is not trust because you're not trusting God. You're trusting yourself. You're trusting Satan. And you're trusting yourself. And you're trusting your own pride. Right. right. It's like if you t- were trusting God, you would be turning away from sin, mm-hmm. not indulging in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. It's like, this is one of those tricks of the devil where he'll take something and, oh, well, did he really, is that really mm-hmm. what God said, you know? Um, and so that's just kind of like the opposite of, of trust. So I thought it'd be a good thing to mention today, mm-hmm. uh, but just because you can't do, don't do that. Don't right. fall into that trap. If you, ha- if you need to go to confession, don't wait till Sunday, like I used to do. Right. You go tomorrow. You call your priest. Right. Ho- and here in our diocese, you can still go to confession. Yeah, we're very fortunate for that. I think that maybe that's not the case everywhere, but I, I, so. I certainly, hopefully, priests are hearing confessions. Anyway, um, I want to also change the direction a little bit and talk about... Wait, you had a question. What was your question? What was your question? Oh, yeah. You so, okay, so, well, the reason why... The reason why I, you know, is Christ says, you know, pick up a cross and follow, and follow me daily uh-huh. is because we're not made for this world, we're ma- made for the next. Right. And so I think... Do you do you think that a lot of the times when we fall, it's because we have we're short, we're 
we have a short vision of like what's going on. We want the instant pleasure and or whatever it is versus the long goal of getting to heaven. We don't understand like we're, we're living in the exact moment right now and not thinking of the big picture. You think that that is the case? I think that can be some of it. I don't think that you can say when we fall, it's because of X, because we know it's the world, the flesh, and, and the, the devil. devil. So it could be either one, all three, you know, like. Right. Um, so I, I would hesitate to say like, this is why we fall. I, yeah, I, don't, I, didn't you know mean, I, mean? I didn't mean that as a blanket statement. I just okay. meant, like, is, is that something you think happens? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, because like, if And I under- think it's because you are, you're not close to your cross. If you, were, if you were closer to your cross, you know, like, why did David, you know, commit a sin with Bathsheba? He was supposed to be on the battlefield, you know, doing mm-hmm. his duty, mm-hmm. but he wasn't. Mm-hmm. He was at home. Oh, just, I'll send everybody else. I'm going to sit here and this life of luxury. You know, so when we fail in our in our duties, that has a way of leading us into temptation. Well, and that's what a lot of times whenever we, we sin, right? It's like whenever we're not doing what we're like supposed to be doing. Yeah, I, sort of like the idle hands sure. sort of thing. Uh, you know, when we're not doing, you got to only put us on this earth for a short amount of time. And every moment that we're here, mm-hmm. he's going to judge us for like what we've done. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing that just, I... That's ugh. the problem with college. Yeah. <laughs> So, so much idle time. It's like, I have no responsibility. I don't have to, literally, I don't have to do anything today. You know, that's, that's that's the big problem. Then you get a job and it's like. That's why it's so important to instill virtue and develop virtue before you get to college. Okay. What's the direction you want to go? Um, So I want to talk about Christ trusting us. Okay. Because. It, just the beautiful thing about Christ is he never asks us to do anything he has not done himself and that he doesn't do himself, okay? Because he walked the walk, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And to this day, he sits there. He is the almighty greatness. You know, he is the pure thing that is to be, you know, his essence is lovely mm-hmm. and should be protected and guarded. He is He is God. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet... He gives himself to us every day, you know, so we are the temples of the Holy Spirit. He dwells within us, putting himself at risk, knowing that we are sinners. We are going to sin. We are going to wound him in that moment. He still is there with us, ready to take the blow, you know. So it's like, if you want to talk, just like, here, he is trusting us. Mm. And so it's like, A, are we trustworthy? Are, you know, are you even trustworthy? He is. You know, so he's sitting here encouraging us all the time in this way, saying, here I am. It's not just like, sometimes I catch myself thinking about, oh, he lived the past, he went, he suffered death, and now that's over. I mean, he's not suffering anymore, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in like he did in his passion, but he still is, the, I mean, it's like, he's still wounded by our sin. Like, uh, uh, you know, he, he still has mother to... Mother of sorrow. He sure. still has to... The lady of sorrow. He still has to bear, he's still going to bear that pain, you know, and I'm not sure how God works that out, you know, in the timelines of infinity and, you know. Timelines of infinity. Yeah. Interesting. You're welcome. I like that. Yeah, you're welcome for that. But anyway, he gives himself not only to us, you know, when he dwells within us and, you know, we're walking around, you know, are we uh, protecting our eyes? What, What do you call that? The... Uh, I call it. Um, What's the word for that? Uh, I call it being something of the eyes. Anyway, where you just like, yeah, don't don't look at stuff. You should custody of the eyes. Custody of the eyes. Thank you. Man, that took me a way too long. To think I wasn't of that. gonna get it. I was not gonna get it. Custody of the you eyes. You know, we think like, oh, I'm a man. You know, I'm an adult. I, you know, but at the same time, like. We, there are things out there well, in the world the, nobody should be looking well, at. That, that's the very that's the very first thing of, of pride, right? It's like a thing like I I I'm gonna be just fine. It's like no, it's only through God's grace that you're able to not fall at this very very moment, right? Because there are thousands of hounds of of, of devils that are just waiting to lurk on you, yeah, uh, and and pounce on you. This is something I've learned from my wife, Lady Niles, Lady pa- Lady Pamela. Mm, yes, uh, she is just so she's she's. Her purity is just like, it's just in a different... It makes white look dark. Oh, I mean, it's like, and you can think about, I think about me, yeah. the life I lived, and then like I think about the life that she has lived, and right. there's a reason why she's holier than me. Sure. Um, 
but she's really taught me a lot about, you know, like, should we be watching this movie? And I think like, we're adults, you know, it's fine. And then, but the more I think about it, she's right. I shouldn't be watching, you know, if I'm, I want to consecrate, I want to be holy. Right. That's what I want to be. That's why I have an issue with, you know, certain movies, certain. Yeah. And the movies, movies uh, and shows, movies and shows these days, it's like almost you can't watch any of them. If you really are want to take your holiness seriously, is this the thing that you want to expose to the temple that this, the Christ, are you being trustworthy with the gift that he is giving you? Okay. In your, just in your soul. Hmm. Okay, the next thing is that he gives himself to us in the Eucharist. This is such. This is the most precious gift on the planet. You know, uh, the angels do not have this gift. They mm-hmm. may they might behold the beatific vision, and that's like that's like the, that's full force. You know what I'm saying? Right. But they don't get to receive him in the Eucharist. I mean, right. this is like. If they, if they could be jealous, it would be... It's of this. It this, of this is it. Is right. I think Maximilian Colby said. So, um, he gives himself to us in the Eucharist. And, you know, when we go to receive him, we, I, I do... I'm so nonchalant. And I hope, for, like, right. in this period where we're all apart from the Mass, when we return, mm-hmm. we can maybe... A fresh start with the reverence which we, we approach the Eucharist, mm-hmm. because He gives Himself to us in the Eucharist, even knowing that some of these hosts that are consecrated around the world will be used in uh, uh, the desecration of a Black Mass. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He doesn't un. He doesn't pull out. You know of right of the of the Eucharist. You know, so it's just incredible how much He trusts us, who are so untrustworthy. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's I mean, it's mind blowing right. that him, the God of the universe, the Creator of all things, would continue to stoop so low to us, mm-hmm. who are so unworthy mm-hmm. of of all of it, you know. And but he does it because he loves us, and so all he asks is that we, in turn, trust him. Look at what he's constantly doing for us, you know, as just an ongoing symbol. The Eucharist is the greatest sign. That we could ever ask for mm-hmm. the physical presence of God. You know that's what they had in the Old Testament, in the Holy of Holies. They had right. if you went in there, you were going to die. Right. Yeah. And yet, what we have is greater mm-hmm. than that. So can we continue a little bit afterwards to have a little yes. post? Sure. If, if you're so if you're on the radio or you're on our podcast, jump over to our YouTube or Facebook because I'd like to ask you, you know, how do we build trust? Yeah. Because we didn't really talk about that. Like, okay, maybe I don't have very much. How do I build it? Yeah. So, uh, drinking a little Talisker this evening, uh, talking about trust with my best friend Dave. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So, raise your glass. And cheers to Jesus. So, uh, yeah, let's just just keep it rolling. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Thank you, Juan. Uh, so, I mean, so that was something that I had questions about. Uh, Building trust? Yeah, because... I, um, let's say there's not a lot of there's there's some guys out there that don't have a good didn't have a good father figure didn't yeah. have a good family life yeah uh, you know the people that were instilled you know to 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 nurture and care for that person violated the trust they you know that they were given you know to that kid and so now the kid like I don't trust anybody much less trust God um, because it's hard for me to even imagine right. a, a good and holy God that loves me and you know so that the trust is broken there mm-hmm. that's in the extreme side right i was blessed to have a you know a family that i didn't deserve um mm-hmm. you know um but i still have trust issues with god and it, it and it's typically when things go terrible yeah um and so what do you i mean yeah, welcome, what do you to, do? welcome to the human condition right so i mean so what do you do well what do you do whenever things are going so bad and you're thinking like you're over like overwhelmed and it's hard for you to trust like I don't even know how we're going to pull this off. Like, yeah. or I don't even know how what we're going to do here. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not at all an expert or like the best at this. Uh, this so these are just my own. Yeah, yeah. I my mean, own the, thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, but like for people hey, who don't have, worry, dude. I don't think Scott Hahn is going to tr- critique us or Jimmy Aiken or anybody like uh, that. It's yeah. going to like be listening to our show well, critiquing you know, us. Like people, people who know might say, "Oh, that's terrible advice." Yeah. That's not how you build trust. Well, this is just us. Yeah. So, so. Uh, I would say, like, for people who have trust issues, and let's start with, like, general. Like, because I don't think you have trust issues. You have issues in moments of with trust. 
mm-hmm. as opposed to like a trust issue. You know what I'm saying? So I think if you have trust issues, A, maybe that's something you could work out in counseling, okay? Because that you're going to have, you're walking around operating with the hermeneutic of suspicion all the time with people, mm-hmm. like at least on a subconscious level. Mm-hmm. So that's something, that's an issue. You're going to have trouble in your marriage. You're going to have trouble in all of your relationships. Sure. If, if that's your, so yeah, work on forgiveness. But what I think has been really big in my own life is reading the saints, reading the lives of the saints and seeing how what they did, how, these heroic moments that they would that they would do, you know, like wow, I thought I was having a rough day. Here is like Saint X, Y, and Z. Like I didn't go through anything, you know. Like what's what's he the patron of? Uh, the alphabet. Wow. Yeah, alphabetic saint. Come X, Y, and Z. Anna needs you. Yeah, I need some spelling. <laughs> it is rough. <laughs> Um, so, but you know, it's like, wow, my whole family wasn't murdered in the concentration camps right? and, or stuff like that. You know, it's like, and so I think reading and getting their examples, um, I just know for me reading like the mystics, uh, St. Faustina and, um, St. You know, Teresa of Avila, those have been very inspiring for me and just hearing their learning about their personal disposition towards Christ has given me something to imitate. It's like, oh, that's what that's what a holy disposition looks like. That's what that's how I'm supposed to feel. You know, like and you just hear and read some of the words that they would say in in prayer to to the blessed Lord. Mm-hmm. It's like I am going to start saying those words because like that is impressive. You know, and like I'm going to try to mean those things when I say them. Mm-hmm. And because often it's just you don't know how are you supposed to do it if you don't know what it looks like you know if mm-hmm. i think that's maybe what trust some of the trust issues is like you don't even know what it looks like to trust somebody never right. even seen it right how are you supposed to do it so um i would say read the saints um because they all have a profound trust i mean i i think that's like a unifying cord that would run, that Mother would run Angelica between them was all. One that that whenever I read her, yeah, biography, I was just like, oh my goodness, yeah, I, like starting, it's like, yeah, let's buy a million dollars worth of stuff. Do you have? We have no money, but you know what? God's gonna give it to us. Did you did you know that he, she made fishing lures? No, she made fish. Like one of the first things she did to to fund uh, EWTN was she made fishing lures, and she called them Saint Peter's fishing lures, and they were such a big hit. That ESPN gave her a honorary like uh, fisherman's award for that year back in I think the eighties. Or can you still find them? Are uh, people selling no, these? No, 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 no. Well, I mean, maybe maybe on the you know a secondary market or something like that. But you know, she closed up shop there. She also started a nut nut fe- like uh, company, peanuts and cashews. Really? Like, and she so she did all these things that like she had no business. Started. I like, want one of her fishing lures. She's never she like she received it. I remember reading in in, in the uh, biography. She didn't like she she received it and she was like, I I don't even fish. I don't even know if I've ever fished. Uh huh. But she did it to fund what she thought. God, I mean, those that's the heroic trust. Because you know you can still buy her stuff, right? Because she's not canonized. She's not canonized yet. And so like, if you buy personal effects of a mm-hmm. saint that's the the sin of simony mm-hmm. because or simony however you want to say it i like si- simony better i like simony too even though it was named after simon right so it's like some people say simony but she's not a saint yet right declared by the church so it's still licit to buy up her stuff knowing that she will be declared a saint someday and you're going to have a bunch of relics yeah so on the trust on the trust deal when yeah. we when we're talking about when things go bad and it's it's hard to remember, you know that you know that you should unite your will to God's mm-hmm. and if this is God's will to be completely, you know, free of that, you know to to just completely surrender your will to his knowing yeah. that his will is going to only sanctify you in mm-hmm. that moment. I, when that happens with me, I think that there are times where if I don't do, if I don't recollect in my mind over and over again saying, God is in control, God is in control, God is in control, when things go crazy, 
I, if I don't continue thinking that throughout the day or, or on a regular basis, it's very easy for me to lose, kind of lose that idea that it's very easy for my pride to set in and to, to, to try to think like, nope, I guess I got to buckle up and do it myself. Um, you know, it's like, I mean, I sure wish that God was working as hard for me as what the devils are working, you know, to get me over there. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost like that idea of, uh, God's not working near as hard for me, you know, wanting me as what the devil, which is, this is how you treat your friends. No wonder you you have have so many enemies. Right. And so that's the thing that I really struggle with a lot of times is not like if you don't train your, your mind to be in the, you know, to, to Stop what you're doing, you know, and it, just for a second, even if it's just a, for a split second, and think about Christ, think about God, think about the crucifix. You know, that's why we have crucifixes on the wall. That's why we have these things mm-hmm. to remind ourselves of that we're, you know, that we will suffer, but it's for, you know, it's for the greater good. It, yeah. it, God has bigger things for you. I don't know. That's that's the thing that I struggle with. That if I, I've caught myself if I am not continually thinking about holy things, if I'm not continually uh, on a regular basis, thinking about Christ, thinking about the saints, thinking about uh, you know, trying to unite my will with Christ. The moment that uh, temptation happens, or the moment that I you know I fall into sin, man, I, I I I jump away from that instantly. Yeah. So think about this, because I've had moments where I'm I'm you know going through whatever, and I'm telling Christ like, wow. I really need your help. Um, and then I'll realize that, like, yes, here I am telling God I need his help. And I'll, and I'll realize that I can't even let him help me if he doesn't give me the grace so to allow me to resign myself to his, to his help. Right. And it's like, I need your help. And I need you to help me to let me help you, to let... You help me. You help me. I need your help with you helping me. Right. And I need your help to help me to help you. And knowing that, you know, this moment of me asking you is you helping me. It's like an infinite regression. Right. That it's like I am constant. It's like we have a profound poverty of power. We are utterly powerless. A profound poverty of power. Alliteration. Um, Yeah, I started to say, like, it took me a second to think about that. Like, whoa, whoa. But we are just so utterly helpless. Right. Without his grace, we can do nothing, you know, and it's, so it's like here, and here we... And that's humility, and, knowing, understanding yeah, yeah, that. that's just the truth. Right. And so, you know, here we are thinking like, I guess it's up to me, you know, and I, because that's what people think. That's not, I mean, I, I'm just using... I'm guilty of it. Yeah, yeah. So, like, just remembering that we can do nothing. You can't even take your next breath. You can't open your eyes. I mean, like, your very existence is being held... You know, you're being cradled in ex- in existence by God's love. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think one of the issues is that we are so attached to things. Mm, I yes. Okay, so we have a fear of losing these things that losing things, not being Job like. Right. You know, he lost all of his money. It's like no, no, no. I earned that money. I worked for that money. Right. Because uh, we think that we so we have our attachments to physical things yeah, of dude. the world instead of realizing that these things don't matter, um, and you know like. But that's so easy it's, to say. It's it's, it's a super. Live it. It's a it's a it's it's not natural. It's a, this is a supernatural thing to right. be able to resign yourself and say, oh, money. I don't need money. Right. Like because naturally you need money. Right. In in this world today, without money, you die. Mm-hmm. You know or. Life is just really, really awful. It's terrible, mm-hmm. you know, and you're careening towards death, you mm-hmm. know. So um, that's that's what a lot of it is, is just we're so attached. To things that are not God. Yes, we to are, the world. We are attached. Our you know, will like, is attached to these little things. If we want to get to heaven, why are we clinging to this world so much? You know what I mean? And well, if we don't do dude, that... That's what I struggle with all the time. Yeah, if, if we can learn to um, utterly resign... Like, to me, the things that I'm most attached to are my are my children and my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, if I if I think about losing them, it, it it's it just the thought of it devastates me. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and it I get I, I do I get like nervous mm-hmm. about the thought of what if one of my children die? What am I gonna do? Right. 
Um, and so like sometimes in prayer, I'll be, aff- I, I, I don't want to say afflicted, but like I'll have all of a sudden like these thoughts about what if my, what if one of my kids died, you know, and I'm just trying to kind of out of the blue. Right. And so I'll just say, you know what, if, and just resign. I just resign, you know, God, these are your children. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not even my, and if, if one of them died, then like, uh, you know, if one of my children died right now, they're not in the, they have not reached the age of reason. Right. So, so they would, they would go saints. to heaven. Yeah. They would be in, and like, praise be Jesus, you know, if that were, if that were the case. I don't want that to happen. Right. But, you know, like just training ourselves to let go and just to realize that all the things that we cling to don't even come close to fulfilling us. And these are yeah. words, you know, it's like one thing to have this conversation and it's a totally different thing to, to do live it. it. To do it. And doing to, it. And to live it. You know, it's like I'm saying it, not like I'm doing. Right. I mean, when, when Haley and I, I pray about it you know, and I struggle with it. Yeah. I mean, when Haley and I had our, uh, you know, had our miscarriage, mm-hmm. which I still would like to do an episode, I think, on miscarriage. And I think. Okay. It, Time has passed long enough. My concern was I, was get, I would get too emotional. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think time has passed long enough. Where at some point we can do we could do one. But you know when when Haley and I had that, it's so, so common. It, yeah, it so is. Common. You don't it's realize silent, it. it's a silent it's a silent burden most people carry, and you don't realize it until you have one, and yeah. then and then people come out of the woodwork saying like, oh yeah, I had I've had several. So, and yeah, you it's, know, it's a, like a lot wow. of people have had many, many, many. You know, and when Haley and I, uh, you know, lost lost our child uh it was like one of those moments uh, of deep sorrow of deep mm-hmm. you know uh Haley and i i think that was probably the first time that we just sat there and had a deep cry with each other you know around you know being in front of you know being completely vulnerable and yeah um knowing that you know we've lost this child but the redemption side of it, knowing that, you know, we're not made of this world. We're, mm-hmm. you know, we're made for heaven. Yeah. We have, you know, uh, you know, St. Angelica is up there right now praying for us, you know, yeah. and, and, and guiding us and, and, you know, lifting our prayers up to, to, to our Lord, mm-hmm. um, you know, is, is, is a comfort that, that we have that if we didn't believe in the resurrection of the body, if we did not believe in, in the resurrection, and we do not believe in having it, you know, life after this life. Um, I don't know what we would do. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, being able to trust that Lord, you know, you know that if we had the opportunity, we'd baptize this mm-hmm. child. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's that's a good point that uh, funeral masses are all about entrusting. You know, it's like here we're taking a, a soul and entrusting it to Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's why and I was, abandoning it to his mercy. And I struggle with these these funerals these days because it it, it pulls away from the what it's meant to be, which is like, uh, hey, church militant, you here on earth should be praying for this soul. Yeah, uh, my my list of pet peeves. I don't have many like pet peeve lists. I know that's why we're friends because, but otherwise, I would. I do have one <laughs> about funeral masses, like. The, I, I'm going to make a list. It's going to be in my will about things that are not allowed to take place at a funeral mass. Did you like, know- first of all, the, the homily shouldn't be about me. Mm-hmm. I'm not Jesus, okay? Mm-hmm. You should be, it's a mass. The homily is about Jesus. Mm-hmm. The homily is not the eulogy. You know one of the things that I really want to do? Tell me. When I die. Or, go to heaven. Or, or, I would definitely want to go to heaven. Float, float over here with Flo- me. Come over here. Check this out. Check this out. Look, yeah. at, look at over here. No, what I want to happen is, and I this happened. I didn't know this was even a thing until okay. Deacon John Donnelly passed away. God okay. rest his soul. Um, was after he he passed away, mm-hmm. he asked that there be a twenty four hour adoration the day after he died, and he wanted his body to be in front of the Eucharist for that full twenty four hours. So even after he has passed, he wanted his body to still, uh, you know, to still glorify, you know, worship, be in front of the presence of our Lord. Even though his soul, you know, is already up there, you know, yeah. is already, you know, we, we pray in heaven. Mm-hmm. He wanted his his body to be in front of the, in front of Jesus. Yeah, that's awesome. And when I when I heard, I was like, like I can you just do that? No, you can. Can you do just that. make demands like? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like he did, and it, and. It, you know his the pastor at the time, you know, Father Joe, allowed that to happen. And when I die, a full year of adoration for my body, my 
a whole year. A year indulgence if you walk in there and it smells terrible, but you still right. stay. Yes. Uh, anyway, we've digressed too far. Juan, are you good? Is there anything that you want? I wonder if you could request to be like buried with a host, the Eucharistic host, like in your coffin with you. That's probably Doubtful. that's probably like a sacrilege. Yeah, that's not, that. Would... But wouldn't that be sweet? Like me and Jesus, we were buried together. I understand. I, I, I understand. It's it's sacrilegious. <laughs> okay, I get that. But also, it's there. Like, there's a way of looking at it that's really cool. Like Egyptian mind. Yeah, that's cool. like yeah. King Tut over here is the thing, and he's well, gonna take all the treasures. King with Tut him. was like, I want all my my slaves killed, and like, okay, let's. You know, he was that was different. Yeah. He was taking this world to the grave. I want to take the next. I thought it was a good episode. Thank you. You did a good job, Dave. <laughs>